Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Daniel Molina, the owner of Red Palm Studios. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing great, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing well. Let's get started. What does, yeah, right your, on. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so uh, we are a home service contracting niche uh, agency, meaning um, plumbers, heating and air company, um, electricians, but we do all kinds of things, but we specifically have kind of nailed down to, hey, we're, we're a home search contracting agency. Um, we have lawyers, we had doctors, we had um, hair salons, restaurants, and we kind of figured out, you know, um, you know, there's, you know, there's just ways to do things and, and the ways to set up your shop and depending on which vertical is depending on which shop, you know, what kind of shop you have. And so we found out that the more profitable um, way to continue on was to go after the home service contracting world. Uh, and so, and we do really, really well. We, we, we produce results and, and how we started is I was a one man show. Um, you know, I was the, the, the blogger, I was a designer, developer, you know, the graphic designer, I was everything. And, and I was doing that in 2000, I believe 2006 is when I started, um, had one client um, and built a retainer based model. And then, um, and then just kind of grew from that, right. And then, you know, I worked for big agencies, worked for Best Buy, direct energy clients, you know, for these big agencies, uh, Mountain Dew, you know, so I had these big clients that I worked on with a big team in a big agency. So I kind of learned from big agencies, I also worked for small boutique agencies. And so I kind of saw, man, all this, all this stuff that they're, they're, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll bill you at a hundred at the time at 150. Uh, but then they'll pay you like 30 bucks an hour. I was like, wait a minute, you know, you guys are getting paid way more than me. And so that's kind of when I went on my, um, and just started to do my own thing and, and took the risk, right. You know, you got this W2 contract, I mean, W2 employee, you know, benefits, you know, you got a guaranteed job to like going on your own and trying to figure it out. Right. And so that's kind of how I started and then kind of did everything. Um, and to the point where now we have a team and we're definitely, um, you know, really well, we do really, really good at what we do. Nice. That's beautiful. I mean, you have quite the experience and you went down a lot of different paths. It sounds like I'd love to know more about the, just the one man showtime as a blogger, graphic de designer, all of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to obviously provide for your family, you try to figure out how can I maximize all my skills to make money, right? And so in that, um, I wasn't, a, I'm not a writer, right? I'm not, you know, that's not my my lane. But at the time, SEO was, um, you know, you could write 300 word blogs and be fine, right? Where now uh, you need at least 1,000, 1,500, sometimes 2,000 word blogs. And and so, but then I was able to write blogs uh, for my clients. At the time, it was just one blog a month. So I knew a little bit of SEO. Uh, I taught myself how to develop websites. I was more of a designer. And so I, I learned PHP. I learned um, you know, HTML, CSS. Um, I was an action script developer for Flash when Flash was huge back in the day. So the animation stuff. And I went to school for um, at the Art Studio Dallas. So I graduated with a 3D modeling career uh, or degree. And I wanted to do gaming and movies. But September 11th happened in the year that I graduated. So there was like a big hiring freeze. The big companies in Dallas were... Um, all you know they all shut down because it's just the economy crashed and so i was like crap what do i do so then i just again just learned how to survive and then i started a agency it's like okay well let me let me learn how you know service clients and building them websites and you know and then developing them and then i start from there and then my 
my mentors as Daniel, like, it's cool that you, you know, are making, you know, at the time it was only like 2,500 bucks for a website, but you got to kill those every single month. And so you got to figure out a residual based model because if you don't, then you're going to be pressure. You can have all this pressure of having to, you know, you know, look for a client every single month versus having consistent clients where, so, so I struggled figuring out what that residual based model was until I think after he told me that it took me three or four years to figure that out. And that was like providing SEO, PPC, um, ongoing maintenance on the website. And so when I created that, that's when I started to be able to afford other people and build a team. But, mm-hmm. but man, it was definitely stressful in the time. And I, and I had a, a mentor of mine says, Daniel, you always say, yes, I can do it. Even if you don't know how to do it, just say, yes, you could do it. And, and then you go figure out how to do it. And if you can't make sure whatever you charge, you bill enough to be able to pay somebody else to do it if you can't. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, and that's kind of like me. So I was like, yeah, I could do it. Well, I could figure it out. And, but then when the things that I couldn't figure out, I hired somebody and then I learned how they did it. And then it, it added another skill set, another arrow in my quiver to been now next time I come. And then I see why he said that is because when, when you start learning from, uh, you know, cause you're not gonna be able to figure out everything, but when you hire these people, you start learning then since you ex- have that experience and you created processes for that one thing that you didn't know, now you can actually say, yeah, I could do it. And then now instead of hiring it out, you, you got it, right? And so the one man show was definitely a season of my life. It was definitely not a scalable um, season. <laughs> sure. Yeah, thank you for expanding on that. It's amazing. You know, you did mention that CE- SEO has changed. Is it, would you say it's, Would you say it's changed because of the technology like rapidly evolving and such? I think SEO has changed in the, not necessarily in the the reason why you should do SEO, but more on the, the tools on how to to um, to do it. So example, so the reason, um, and I shared this in another podcast, the reason why Google wants to see a thousand word blogs or 2000 word blogs is because they want to see an actual human taking the time to, to create good, relevant content, right? And so back in the day, what they would do, they would say, okay, here's, you know, here's um, 300, you know, 300 blog, uh, 300 word blog. And then there are these article spinners and you would throw them in these article spinners and cut, kick out 10 blogs. And Google algorithms had no way to determine what was an, a, a, a spin bot blog and what was an actual human blog, right? Mm. And so when Google started to get better at kind of finding these black hat tactics that are just bad, you know, just bad, you know, bad content. Then so you know what? Let's go to a thousand words, fifteen hundred words, because those are harder to spend. Um, and 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 so and it because Google wants to see human behavior, right? And so if you're cheating Google on SEO, uh, then Google can find that out, right? And so what I always say, what has not changed was is Google wants relevant content. They want a lot of the content, right? And and they want um you know and they want quality content, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot uh, quality. And they want to, uh, you know, and they want it to be a human behavior. You know, someone's actually providing relevant content that matters. If you're if you're a plumber or, or you're looking for a hair product or if you're looking for, um, you know, a auto repair shop, whatever it is, does your website speak that, right? Is it relevant to the person? Do you have a lot of that content? And, um, and is it good content? And so that's never changed from Google. And so if you continue to do that, then you you will continue to you rank but unfortunately what happens is people try to skip and cut corners and try to use tools and software to to cut corners um actually actually hurts you when google finally finds out so so yes i would say seo's never changed as far as what google's trying to do um to be number one at but it's definitely changed on the practices of what people try to use to try to get there Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for expanding on that. You know, it's just the conversation of quality over quantity. It really does matter. You know, yeah. circling back to just, you know, your one man show days and then to just growth, what would you say, or when was the year, I'd say, when was the year that you started your agency after just dabbling into a lot of different paths? Um, the year that I did it, I, I think, again, it was around 2006, but it was because I wanted, for me, I, I didn't like that um, people were using my skills and sets and they were making money and they're getting rich and they're getting set. And I'm like, man, I can do that too. Right. And, 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 and I couldn't do it by myself. I had to have mentors, right? If you don't have a mentor, you got to have somebody that is where you want to go. Are they successful in the place where you want to go? And then you go try to be their shadow, learn from them. Uh, if they give you once a month and just take it, right? Just something to just help you along the way. And, and then when you have that mentor, don't waste their time, right? You got to make sure you are actually applying what they're telling you or they're going to stop talking to you because you're not doing anything that they're telling you to do. But mentors love helping people when they implement things that they said and they see the growth. Oh my gosh, you did what I said and now you're growing, right? And so I know for me, when I mentor people, that's how I am. It's like, you know what? I'm going to take time away from my family, time away from my business, time away from all the things that I got going on to be your mentor. So you better implement the things that I'm telling you to implement, right? Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that I got to see fruit overnight, but as long as you're trying and you're implementing it, then that's going to be helpful. And I think that's why for me, when I got these mentors, they wanted to help me more because I was the kind of guy where I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I am, I am, I'm literally, you know, I don't you know, watch sports. I didn't do, I mean, I had a life, but I only picked and choose what I wanted, which is my family, right. And my friends. So I, so I hung out with them, but I really did stuff that was set apart from what everyone else is doing to get where I'm at. And so I think as a one man show starting my agency, um, I, I think I started listening to in, in the mentors, implementing it, seeing the fruit, and then keep growing from that because different stages, right? You know, the, the advice you got as a one man show versus now you have three employees, um, you have 10 clients is a different kind of advice, right? And so yeah. definitely listen to a mentor. Yeah, that's such great advice. You know, I guess knowledge, what is knowledge if you don't apply it, right? That's huge. Yeah. So would you say that you mentor your current clients or your past clients as well? Um, well, I've kind of turned into, uh, it's funny when, when people come to me as, a, um, they're looking for digital marketing, looking for SEO, PPC, uh, social uh, media ads, um, website design, right. Um, they're looking for TV, radio, um, video, all those things. But what, one thing that they get is a, a consultant, right? Because in, and another thing why I think it's important to really know what your agency is really good at, right? Find that out. Find out what your agent's good at and then do that really well and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, right? Mm -hmm. And so because what happens is when you try, when I was trying to be, uh, yeah, I can help, I can take any client, I can help lawyers, I can help doctors, I can help restaurants. I was just, my, you know, I was just so spread thin even with my staff that mm -hmm. I was just not doing anything great. It was just doing a lot of good here and there and, and, and just, you know, status quo. But when I started saying, you know what, we're, we are a home service contracting agency. We do that really well. And here are the, here are the, the, the case studies upon case studies. Then, then it allowed us, it allowed us to really grow and get to the point where we are today because we limited um, what we really did well. And when you do that, right, when you're able to, to do that, um, then, then you start to become an expert in that field when then my clients get to benefit 
not necessarily mentoring them, but they get to benefit because now I'm consulting them because 90% of my clients are home search contractors. So what we're doing over here, they get to learn because we have a bunch of those. Hey, we know social media works, but it only works if you do it this way. So when you're spending money with us, we're not testing the market, A-B testing, and we don't know what the heck's going to do because we already know what it's going to do because all our other home service contractors are doing it and we've tested it already and we know it works. So therefore every dollar that people spend with us, it's, it's going to be because we already tested it. Right. And then we're giving them advice based off of that, that, you know, the world of home service contracting, because again, it's all we do. So we know, you know, I know a lot more about plumbing than the average Joe, because a lot of my clients are plumbers, right. Or heating and air companies. Right. And so we're able to really, mm-hmm. and when you start speaking their language, they start getting more comfortable and trust because, Oh, you know what a drain cleaning service looks like. Oh, you know what a heating and air uh, service looks like. You know what the average cost per acquisition is. You know, you know um, how much you know it's costing us as a as a as a as a as a um, service contractor going to the house. How much it costs us. So there's a lot of stuff and language that we know. Mm-hmm. Then the client starts to be very confident in that we know what we're talking about because we know their space. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, would you say that you were able to just enhance on your expertise by just focusing on home service contracts? 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and even, you know, marketing is marketing. Whether you stick a, a home service contractor, a restaurant, um, a, a um, you know, a lawyer or, or, or a physician, mm-hmm. like marketing is marketing, right? You're all going to, you're going to use all the same similar tools. But I think where the difference is, and I think this is where where people get hung up, is like, yeah, well, it's just marketing. Just put your logo, cool video, brand <laughs> video, and then that's it. No, 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 no. It's not that simple, right? It's the same tools, but it's kind of like if you say, you know, my mom has the best chocolate, you know, cake, and I go, no, 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 no. My mom has the best chocolate cake, and they say, well, all right, well, they all they both have the same ingredients, so surely it should be taste the same, right? No, it's the way you put those ingredients together. And I think when you become more niched to a certain industry or a certain marketing um, uh, business or a vertical, then your chocolate cake starts to be really good for that industry because you know how to put those ingredients together. You know how or when to use Facebook ads or when to use PPC ads or Google local service ads, right? You start to put the ingredients right and then even growth, right? So if they're like a one truck, two truck operation spending, let's say $5,000 a month versus I got some clients that their marketing budget is a million dollars a year, right? It's different. It's a different, the way you put that together is different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, there's tools out there, but you can't, you can't treat them all the same. And I think what happens is because people are so spread thin with all these different markets, they're not really good at marketing for specific industries. And then they get, and I always say their front door is as big as their back door, meaning they get 10 clients in and then eight clients leave, right? And so it's just kind of like this. And then they're depending on their sales team to make sure you know, the salespeople are bringing in new clients. So it's just, mm. just so when you ask that question, yeah, I've become more of an expert in the industry of home service contracting, which then it will help with marketing, which then it will help with client retention because you understand their industry. And then when they're like, man, where are all the calls? Well, if there's a recession, uh, you know, <laughs> you're in the off season and, you know, um, you know, right now client, you know, it's back to school. So everyone's spending their money in there. They come back from vacation. So you're understanding the industry better so that you could better educate your customer on, or your client on why there's a low call volume, not because marketing sucks. I say, hey, you can give me $10,000 today and spend it and Google won't spend your money because the call mm. volume is just the, the, that, that term is just not being searched. But understanding that will help retention because the customer clients are, man, damn, you're smart. You always got the right answer and it makes sense. And then, then you said, man, call volume, we go back up at this date and it did. And so 
then you're keeping that client because you're so knowledgeable of that space versus like, I don't know, throw more money at it. You know, that's not going to solve a problem. Right. And then they throw more <laughs> money, throw money and because you're not educated in that space. Then, you know, you lose a client and then now you, Hey, we lost a client. We need another client. Go find somebody. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do want to know what helped you understand your industry better over the years. Like did how did it get easier? And I'm, and I'm also asking, is it because of the retainer clients and just like long-term clients compared to short-term, would you say? It's um, the way I learn. It's just obviously I failed a lot, right? <laughs> and just learning from those things, right? I see them as tuitions, right? You, you, you pay that tuition, don't pay that tuition again. You know, I've lost, you know, clients because I was uninformed or I didn't know or I didn't know how to, you know, understand what acquisition is and what cost per click is and what cost per um, lead is and you know, so in early stage, I learned a lot just from failure, mm. right? I just fell a lot. And then I start failing less because, because your mentors are only going to tell you like high level 40,000 foot view, but then you got to figure out the in-between and yeah. the in-between is where all the failure happens, right? Sure. They, they're giving you the pathway, but when you don't hit that, that target, it's because it's the, you did something wrong here. It's not that the target's wrong is that you did something wrong here. So figure this out so that you can hit that target. Mm. So for me, that's how I learn. And then just asking clients, you know, what are we advertising? What are the coupons? You know, what are the email blasts we're doing? So you start learning more as you, as you get more and more of those clients. And of course, you know, retainer clients, um, because it, it's, you know, building a website. Okay. whoop de doo So you build a website, you made five grand, 10 grand, whatever, but then you're done. Right. Then what? Right. So, so you got to drive traffic to that website. You got to, you know, especially in the home search contracting world, we love SEO and we do really well with SEO. So we can get them on the front page of Google. We, can, we have matrix and data to show them, hey, you were here and now you're on page one. So we have all those, those, um, those verifications and, and quantifying our existence. Like, hey, you know, you gave us 10 grand and you made $40 per dollar you gave us. So every dollar you gave us, you made 40 back. And like, well, can I give you more money? Well, it doesn't work that way. But, you know, so it's like building... Uh, um, uh, quantifying your 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 service to the customer for mm -hmm. us in the home service contracting world, it was just so easy. They give us a dollar. This is how much you made back, right? You know, mm -hmm. you give us five thousand dollars. This is how many leads you got. This is how much it cost you per lead. This is how much you made per lead. You know, you guys are making money, right? It, that, that was so easy for me to quantify that versus like how do you quantify tr foot traffic in a restaurant or you know how do you quantify? You know, there's other things that are just harder to quantify. You know, um, you know, if your food sucks, then, you know, no one's going to come to your restaurant. I don't care what kind of marketing you do, do right? Uh, yeah. yeah, so there's so all <laughs> these variables, right? And so for me, it was just easier for me to learn from all those mistakes, learn from one niche, again, home service contracting niche, and then gaining that knowledge, it's just, it just helps, you know, with obviously being more proficient at how to market them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for expanding on that. It's yes. really in the details, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't go off and start reading blogs about plumbing. I didn't go off and start <laughs> reading about HVAC. I didn't know it, right? I, I asked them questions, right? You know, hey, so what is a drain cleaning? What does that do? What is a free camera inspection? What is a root intrusion? What is, you know, all these terms that you're like, what the heck did you just say? You're speaking French, right? You start learning these terms, right? And then you start, you know, asking questions like, hey, like, what is your top dollar? Like, you know, when you go to customer home, you know, what is the tick? What's the ticket that makes you smile, man? When we're getting the dirt and we're digging in there with pipe re replacement, that's what makes us the most money. Water heaters. That's what makes us the most money. Mm -hmm. Then we start understanding, well, why does that make you? Oh, it's because it costs this. And then you start asking all these questions and then you take notes and you processes. And then, you know, 
well, if this plumber wants water heater leads and then this plumber wants water heater, then most plumbers want water heater leads, right? <laughs> higher ticket item, right? And so then it, and it's just, then that part of it is cookie cutter. Everyone wants to be drain cleaning calls and water heater, right? Um, and so then now the marketing in, in, the, in the niche, you know, so we have clients all over the United States. And so what East Coast client versus a West Coast client is two different things, right? And how they, how you gain that client. So that's where, again, the chocolate cake, you know, you got all these ingredients and well, you know, in the South, people like sweet tea in the North, what sweet tea? Oh, it's too sugary. Right. And so you can't provide sweet tea to people in New York versus providing sweet tea in the South works. Right. And so it's taking the same ingredients and then packaging it differently for the, the customer. Right? Yeah. Would you get those clients from New York and, and the West Coast? as you said, from social media, or is it just, you know, referral based? A hundred percent of my clients are um, referrals. referrals. I don't do any marketing at all, wow. which has changed. I've changed um, because uh, I want to get to uh, obviously grow um, to a, a bigger, uh, you know, we have a, a bigger target, you know, this year. And so, but up until now, where we are today as a seven figures agency, we um, have did a hundred percent word of mouth. We just do really well what we do. And in our space of home service contracting, the word gets around. Like, who are you using? You know, I've used all these big mega, you know, agencies bigger than me to smaller boutiques and nothing's happening. Well, my guy, I've been using him for eight years. I've been using him for 10 years. You should use him. And so mm. the word gets out. That's amazing. It just, you know, with referrals, it just emphasizes the importance of building a relationship and yeah. then being able to, you know, speak highly of you because of the results that that show. That's amazing. What would you say to your day one self who just started the agency <laughs> compared mm -hmm. to now? What would you advise that person? Um, I would say don't give up. It's going to be hard. It's going to be sweat, blood and tears. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to lose clients, even though you do a great job. Mm -hmm. you, have, you, you you've, you've killed it. You provided all that they want. You're going to lose clients, even if you do well. So that being said, just steward what you have well, whatever it is, always do a good job. Don't cut corners. Don't, don't try to cheat processes as, as day one. And then, and then that's going to be a scalable model. The minute you start cutting corners and the minute, because this client's only paying you 500 and this client's paying you 5,000. So you then focus on that 5,000 and then that $500 a month client is, is, Eh, gets the scraps. Well, then that's when your name starts to get tarnished because, you know, oh, I've used you. Because remember that $500 client, that right there, you want to work hard because that $500 client could be a $10,000 client. Yeah. Right. You already have them. So do an excellent job. Try to make them money so they can spend more money with you. Right. Yeah. That's an easier client to make more money off of than, than trying to find a new client. Is that what I'm saying? So that mm -hmm. client already trusts you. You don't have to sell that client. So treat that client like the $10,000 client and you'll find that you'll end up making more money. And that's with our clients. A lot of clients, they continue to up their budget year after year because they see results, right? And so my $1,200, I have clients that came in at $1,200 who are spending $15,000 a month with me, mm. a month, right? Because they see results. And so, you know, so for me, I would tell myself, and that I was not that way. I was like, man, this one makes me more money. So, right. And so, but as, as, as I start to get better mentorship and tell them what I'm doing and all that, it's like, man, focus on steward what you have well. And if you steward that well, then you'll start to grow because you have a scalable model that you're not just picking and choosing which one, you know, and everyone's getting the same 
you know, service, great service. And that's what my clients love to say, man, Daniel, I feel like I'm the only client. When I, when I'm mm -hmm. dealing with your Red Palm Studios, I feel like I'm the only client. And that's not the reality, right? We have more clients, but it's just that white glove treatment that they feel so special. And it's about relationship. I don't like networking because networking to me, I mean, I like networking, don't get me wrong, but the way networking, the, the, the dogma that it has, or the stigma that it has is like, I'm trying to see how you, I can pimp you, right? Yeah. I can use you to gain um, and, and um, my, you know, to, 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 to increase and, and, and to gain whatever, right? Where a relationship is, how can I help you even if you can't help me back? Yes. Right. Like if, if, if I can share with you, there's so many times I, I look at someone's website and I give them free advice. This is what I would do if I were you. Uh, and then they never use me and they go implement, you know, they go implement what I told them to do because they hired some, you know, cheap designer and then see results and they get to the point where they can't go anymore. Right. And then they come knocking door. Hey, you guys told us to do this and I've succeeded and now we want more. How can we hire you? Now we have money to hire you. Right. And so don't be afraid to just give free advice to people, even when you're a one man show, even when, you know, well, hey, I, I learned all this stuff. They should charge me for every little dime that I tell. No, that's not how it works. Right? Yeah, I know. It's successful. It gets to the point where they can't handle it. They can't do it on their own. They're going to need you. Right. And and for the ones that don't, there's way more people that are going to need you than the, than that won't need you. Right. And so, uh, this, I mean, again, that's where I got, you know making you know seventy thousand dollars a year as a one-man show to none well into the seven figures right so it's just yeah you know it's just you gotta you gotta be able to to um you know have a good stewardship of your clients now and providing and, and doing good processes and having a scalable model whether you have one client or if you have 10 clients then you'll do well yeah, that was a great piece of advice for the past you. I think that's so important just to emphasize being genuine. <laughs> Building right. relationships, it's not always about what you can get, you know, and just being a service-based industry and just the way that you're explaining it, clearly clients are coming back because they, like you said, feel like they're the only one. And that's so important, you know. Right. What would you say you're currently learning right now to level up your agency? I think for us is also continue to know um, what's going on in the marketing space. We were at the um, traffic and conversion conference in San Diego uh, a couple a month ago, and just making sure you're, you're you're going to these conferences and finding out what's the what's the new thing, mm -hmm. right? Being educating uh, educating yourself uh, on what so you don't get fall behind using old 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 tactics and old processes right yeah. and then two i would say is uh, for me to get to where i want to get now i'm understanding okay i need to do some marketing right i need to you know word of mouth is cool and i'll grow but i i, I have a pretty ambitious goal and so now i'm going to have to do marketing i don't have a sales team at all right it's word of mouth and so uh, i don't think i'm going to hire a sales team um yet but i would say uh, i am a conservative marketing company in how we grow our business so for me, I, I very I built this very conservatively. I don't just hire people because I want to hire people. I don't, you know, we 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 hire as we go, and 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 the way we build our budgets based off of what's retainer versus you know, ac, you know, access like websites and other these one off projects. We don't base pro, uh, our budgets off of these one off projects. Hmm. We only base our our budget off of retainers, and so that's very conservative, right? Where versus someone's, hey, we're averaging uh, fifty thousand dollars a month off of these one-off projects. So we're going to base the budget off of that. You can, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's more of aggressive growth, right? It's like, Hey, you know, we're averaging this, but what if all of a sudden that goes away 
and then you but you still have retainers right yeah. where retainers are all these little pillars right everywhere right and so if one pillar goes away you're not gonna lose everything yeah. versus if all of a sudden people stop spending money on all these onesies and twosies projects because of the recession then you base your budget off of that then that's a really high risk right mm. so but that's i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying just know yeah. what you're getting into when you're budgeting right and so what i'm doing now is you know what i i think we need to start advertising and um looking for home search contracting type people so that we can help them grow because we know we've been in the space for a very long time i think we've been in the home search cost space for 10 years and we know what's out there marketing and we know we're better than most people um and that's not arrogant that's just what people are saying about us right and so yeah. why, why not get in front of them to show them what we are capable of doing versus word of mouth? Because word of mouth, we're still, we're still closing, but I want to grow faster. So I think what I'm learning is if I want to grow faster, then I need to start advertising and market, which I help other people do, right? It's funny, like the marketing company is not marketing for themselves. It's definitely <laughs> helping other people succeed, right? So That's amazing. I mean, it just speaks to skills and clearly experience, maybe from the past, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> You know, and for me, like, I like the slow growth because I'm not having to figure out new, you know, who I need to hire and all that stuff. Right. And so it's a slow growth versus if all of a sudden I get 20 clients overnight. You know, that, that's a that's a good problem to have. But that that's a whole nother stress level. Right. You know, that's 20 websites. That's 20. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, and, and we're not set up for that. Right. And so yeah. for me, I like the slow growth. And so and I think what what kept me from doing that is that because I didn't have a scalable model where now I feel like, um, I guess I would say what I'm learning now is how to get 20 clients overnight and be okay. successful, which I think I cracked that code for us uh, where before I didn't. So that that's why you know, marketing our company scared me because I didn't want to grow crazy, right? But I feel like now I, I can do that. And that's why I'm doing these podcasts. I was you know also on um, Digital Marketers podcast as well with Michael. Um, nice. and, and, um, and, and so... I'm doing more of these because I feel like, okay, I think we're ready, you know? And I think it can help people too. Like for me, it's like giving information out there that helps people. And I've always done that. I've, if you ever follow my YouTube channel, I'm always just giving free advice, more personal stuff, not necessarily marketing advice. Though with Red Palm, our channel there, I am starting to give more advice on, 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 on marketing as well. But I'm always giving, giving, giving. And so I love doing stuff like this because people can learn. And my goal in life is that, that my ceiling becomes someone else's floor. And then that person that right now, is starting off can learn so much from what you guys are doing what you know other people are doing to educate them so that they don't have to spend that money on those failures right yeah Um, and and that they can get there faster and quicker without the pain um not saying there's never going to be pain but just you know the the pointless pain you know so yeah your ceiling becomes someone else's floor you said Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. On the on the flip side of this, what would you say you're currently most proud of right now during your journey so far as an agency owner? Um, I, I, I'm I'm proud of my team. They're great. They're 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 fun to hang out with as far as on you know, on the digital space because we all work from home. Um, you know, but we're all, when we're on the call, they you know my clients love them. Just hearing what my clients say about them. I'm very proud of the team that I built, which is really hard to do. Um, and and then I'm also proud of just us providing um, our clients with results. You know, there's people that come mm-hmm. to us, with plumbing companies that make $70,000 a month. Um, within the first year, they're making three to $400,000 a month, right, um, from our marketing. Um, you know, and so it's just proud of that we found processes 
um, and, and, and services that actually works that, you know, people grow from $2 million company to a $10 million company um, just because we understand the space. Um, and so I'm proud that we provide results and we have the systems, we have, you know, um, you know, software and stuff to provide attributions. Hey, this is how much it costs you. Like we're so we're a fine tuned machine and know exactly like when, when a client gives us money, which most agencies agencies do, uh, at least this is what clients tell me is that they give them the agency, all this money and it goes into this black box and they have no idea what, what's going on. Where for us, when you give us money, we tell you exactly, we look, you look at everything. So, Hey, you, you know, this is everything that's happening. This is so that they're not confused and they feel empowered because they have the knowledge to know, Oh, my marketing dollars are doing this. You know, my SEO is doing this. My PPC is doing this. My social media is doing this. So when they're more empowered and they're more confident on spending more money because they know what works. Right. Yeah. So I'm very proud of the systems and the process that we created along the way um, to provide that to our clients. Um, and that, that proves results. Yeah, that's amazing. I just, so it seems like a lot of honesty, you know, just being very clear about where their money is going. Would you say that's one of your core values in your agency? Oh, yeah. The quantifying and qualifying leads, we we do a really good job with that and letting them know. And that and helps us too, because it's accountability on both sides. So when I get a client that says, hey, call volume's down, and then we logged into their call, I was like, no, you're just closing like 50%. That's horrible. You got at least close 70%, right? So you don't need more calls. You have an internal issue, right? And so when you're asking me, do you mentor your clients? So me as an agency, my goal is to provide you leads. Mm-hmm. My goal is not to help train your CSR how to close calls. That's not what you're hiring us for. But I'm, I'm able to, because of the processes we have, I'm able to find where the holes are. Because let's just say they fire us because they're not getting a lot of calls. But they're going to hire another agency and the same problem is going to happen. And they're going to hire another agency and the same problem is going to happen, right? Versus if I say, hey, you don't have a call volume problem. You have a, a, a closing closing the call volume, a booking problem, right? Get some training in your booking and then you're going to see that you can get more revenue and it's just going to help you guys out, right? So when they do that, they see. So then when you find the right holes, you're helping the business owner not suffer pain after pain because they don't know what the problem is, right? And because of our processes, we can pretty much pinpoint if there's low call volume, if it is marketing, then we'll let them know. Yeah. If it's, it's internal, then, you know, then it's internal. But also another thing too is like, hey, you know, we're spending all this money, but we're not making money. Well, your average ticket's $300. Your average ticket should be $750, right? Mm-hmm. So then, of course, you're not going to make money if your average ticket is 300 so, so again, it's finding out these things for my home search contractors that from experience of just having other home search, home search contractors that are able to educate them. So I'm very proud that I'm able to tell them what's going on, why their marketing is not working. Well, it's not really their marketing. It could be an internal. Mm, that's huge. And that's has a lot to do with having an eye for it, just knowing that it could be something internal. It's so important. You know, well, it helps with mar- mar- uh, customer retention. It's to my best interest to help that client see where the holes are. Now, I'm not going to go solve that problem. Like you got to hire a better CSR, hire a trainer, but at least I could point it out and then they can go provide a solution for that. Absolutely. That's amazing. This conversation has been really well. You know, I think it's very much insightful for the listeners to hear. I do want to transition. Do you have any lasting piece of advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers listening to this as well? Um, I, I think for me, what, what I would say for the person who's starting out, know that you might start bad habits 
because you're a one man show trying to do everything else. And, 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 and one thing that allowed me to get to where I was one man show to where I am now is allowing other people to do things that they're better at mm. it than me. Right. And trusting that. Right. And so as, as you grow as an individual and as a company, one, two, four, five, 20 clients, just be okay with releasing responsibility to people that just do it better than you. And it doesn't mean that you're a horrible CEO or owner or you don't, you don't, you're not good at it. You know, it's just, they just do it better. So yeah. just let them do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I would say as a one man show, I, I develop a lot of bad habits of just trying to do everything myself um, and how to break a lot of those habits. And so, um, so I would just say early on, I think what will, what will keep you from breaking those habits is having a scalable model. Mm. If, if you don't have, so, for, so right now, if you're the developer, you're the website designer, you got to keep all the money, right? Right now, you got to keep all the money because you got to pay your bills. You can't outsource anything. That's fine. But just know if this happens, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I have these people to, to reach into. Like I, I just went to another company that does development and said, Hey, do you want to team up, team up and partner with me? If I have overflow clients, can I, can I, if it, more than what I can handle, can I give you a, a website design and how much would that cost me? So have those conversations now. Yeah. Don't wait until, you know, all of a sudden you get a hundred, you know, 50 clients. And you're like, oh crap. Like, hey, if I send you five clients, if I send you an average of three clients, how much will you charge me? Then you know what to build a client. Yeah. And then if you're tapped out and you're and you, in and you can't take on any more work, yeah. well, then you can say, hey, oh, we could take care of it. You have that, you outsource it to that company, you're still making money, they're happy, they're making money, and then that's how you start growing. Mm -hmm. But if you say, No, I'm tapped, I don't have any more, I can't, I have no more bandwidth. Well, then you then you have no money to make. You're not growing, you know. So there's there's all bad things can happen. That so already start to think of a scalable model as a one man show. That way, when you when it gets there and the moment's there, you're ready for it. Yeah, that was very thorough. Thank you for that piece of advice. I'm sure they really appreciate that. Listening to this, also, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, just redpalm.us is my website and um, my YouTube channel. Just look up Red Palm Studios on YouTube. I'm there um, and you can reach me that way. Um, I'm trying to add more content like this on my YouTube channel for Red Palm, so more marketing help. And so if you want to follow that channel, go ahead with Red Palm Studios and you'll start to see, your, there's already two videos on there of just cool stuff. So I'm going to start trying to record more and more to give more helpful um, tips. Yeah. And if you want personal help, um, then you can follow me on Instagram, um, Daniel, um, I think it's um, Daniel Molina Life. Let me see here. It's um, the handler is, I can't figure out what my handler is. Oh, here it is. It's Daniel Molina Life on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed Thank this you. conversation. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye.